right, Buzz Buzz Babies, we are back for another adventure. I have an amazing talent in the house tonight. He does everything. I don't I don't know how to describe this guy. He 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 writes, he draws, he letters, and he letters really well, by the way. He's written for Scout, he's written for uh Z2, he's he's got some cool stuff. He's been at Source Point Press, he's he's been all around the indie block, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Chisholm is in the house, ladies and hey. gentlemen. I'm excited. I fucking loved enter the blue oh my like oh like it almost like it made me cry i'm not gonna lie it made me cry i there's i want to talk so much about it but i also don't want to spoil it for people so like i'm gonna i'm gonna try and walk a fine line to where we can hopefully get people to buy this amazing book oh yeah um and 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 not spoil anything for them but you know give them give them enough you know juice to keep them thirsty basically you know that's that's the goal right Sounds um great. you now we've we've been been talking trying to this 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 interview has, has been like on and off for a while and we were kind of waiting to yep. the, the the release of the book was kind of a odd tumultuous experience kind of i know you were stressing a little bit for a while oh yeah yeah like uh the book was supposed to come out in january and it's finally going to come out at the end of september so that's a pretty sizable delay but thankfully uh the books are printed the books are at the z2 warehouse they're going to get shipped over to like simon and schuster who's going to distribute the book properly maybe diamond gets a few i'm not really totally sure how that all works and so uh and i'll tell you man i the books are not in this room they're downstairs they look freaking incredible so um i'm like beyond thrilled about how uh how the book printed it looks amazing all all editions look so there's the soft cover there's the hard cover and then there's there's two versions of the like deluxe oversized hardcover. Right. One signed and numbered. One right. just comes. They both come with the slip case and some right. cool coasters and some cool prints of some really the. Did you choose what prints to to do? Because uh, they're yeah. they're big parts of the story. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I there's two prints that are from the story and one print that's a uh, that only exists as a print. It's a, a drawing of the Jimmy character, the teacher character from the story. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, man. If I, I just had to buy a new tablet because my tablet crapped out on me, and my mm, that's sorry. that's what I use. That's like reading digital comics on a laptop sucks. Like, but if you on a nice tablet, it's it's a game changer. Mm. And so I get, you know, that's how, how I get my review copies and everything. So I, yeah, yeah. I did, I I did not plan on buying a new tablet, but I, I like seriously, if I if that didn't happen. I would buy that hundred dollar edition in a heartbeat. I your art in this book needs to be seen oversized, and there oh, are man. just some absolutely stellar splash pit. Like a large part of the store, most of the time when we're in the blue is a splash. Is a is that's a right. That's right. Yeah, and it's and I love it. Uh, it, and, and I, I love the, the the flow and it, I mean, it, it kind of, I mean, so I'm musically dumb. So if I say something stupid, hey, I apologize. It's, it's okay. I think, uh, I think that, uh, you know, like music is a funny, has a, sits in a funny place in culture where, um, we don't have a lot of like opportunity for, for music education. It's like all, it feels like it's all or nothing so often for people. So, um, so that's kind of one of my agendas with my books is to kind of help spread a little bit of music education to people who, who are otherwise, like you said, uh, musically dumb. <laughs> so, it, so the, the, the blue scenes remind me of sheet music in a way. That's is, cool. Did that, it was, is that just me? like guessing or was that some strategery on your end just i mean the way like the way the panels are organized and they're you know they're in bars 
I don't know. I, I got a sheet music vibe from it. I yeah, mean, I mean, I it I suppose like uh, it does read a little bit more like a score, like a musical score where you're reading across this wide instead of like on a page. But honestly, like comics and sheet music are like the same thing anyway. Okay. So you know, uh, I, I I look at them very much like like a, a container for time and a container for narrative. Um, that when you look at it, you can sit and look at it for as long as you want. As the person who's the observer, the reader, uh, I can sit and look at a like a score for a piece of music as long as I want. I can sit and look at a comic page as long as I want, but ultimately these two things are intended to depict a fixed amount of time. Okay. So anyway, okay. this is my nerd nerd brain here. <laughs> uh, I just, I, so I was, as I mentioned, I'm kind of musically dumb. My music background, I was in a, a metal band all through high school. It was never really a band. We <laughs> we jammed at our buddy's house, you, you know, and like we, we smoked weed and drank and did stupid shit and, and played you know, played music and, and tried to cover tool songs and like, <laughs> and, and I can't, I could write cool lyrics, but I don't have a great voice. Right. And like, you know, screaming is, you know, but you can't scream the whole time. You have to have like some melody or whatever. And so like, I could do like the rhythm and I could write, but it just didn't sound good coming out. And I, they kicked me out of the band, like in college. And it was funny. Cause like, we were all like, it kind of ruined some friendships and, and, and the, the band never, yeah. we never played gigs. We never sure. did anything. Right. So I was like, why are you kicking me? Like, this was like our hobby. But anyway, that was, that was my musical experience. I can't, that, I can't that sounds it. Honestly, that sounds like a, it sounds like a good, that sounds like a good, like young adult graphic novel to me, you know, <laughs> like no, I'll, uh, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll script it. Maybe, maybe throw it to you one day for sure. Let's <laughs> when you're not, when you're not busy. Uh, but I was worried about this and, and talking to you because I didn't know if I would, you know, before I read it, I was worried about how I would grasp the novel and would it be easy to talk to you about it and its creation mm. And, mm. and the kind of layers and stuff. But boy, was I wrong because all of this is, is it is a emotionally intense, beautiful story um, about, about the importance of finding uh, the importance of having a voice, the struggle of finding your voice, um, you know, and, and you yeah. can apply that. You can apply that to writing, yeah. uh, to, to art and to almost any field, you know, like we're all looking for like style and voice and, and a means to, 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 to stand out in the crowd. Right. And, and sure. you've done this in this, uh, this original graphic novel, Enter the Blue, uh, but this like alternate dimension, it's, it's so <laughs> rad, man. Like, d d like when I, I want to like, once, once this, the shit started rolling, man, I was like in this to win it. I was like, I was like, Oh, like you don't, you don't have to be a music nerd to get it. You just need to be, you just need to like comic books. I don't, I don't even think you need to like comic books. I think, I think this would be a good for people that are like, I don't really get comics. I don't read them. I think this would be like a good oh, that's a, book that's, to give them. That's high praise, dude. I appreciate that. Oh man. I got, I'm like, I'm, I'm totally serious. And it's just, it's just very emotional. And, and your art is just, it, it's so impressive. And looking at your other work and, and I'm not saying your other work is bad. Like, please don't take that by, by what I'm saying but like i'm i've looked through some of your older stuff and like you have evolved and this is like a new this is like a leveled up dave in in this comic thanks man yeah i i uh i mean if you're not moving forward and you're moving backwards right that's true and i'm that's not true. interested in making the same shit over and over again uh and so it's good that it's better than the last one it's good that it's better than the other stuff. I agree with you. This I think this is my best work uh, visually and the writing and the story and everything like that. And 
So that's great to hear. I mean, like, it's not a, it's not a, an insult at all. I still, I still like, you know, I still, I still like my, my old work. I, I mean, my, I always tell um, my like students uh, to make stuff that you would like, like try to fill the, fill your creative space with stuff that you would like, whether you're writing songs or playing trumpet or write or making comics, like, like um, don't hate your work. Right. So I look back on my, my old stuff and say, Hey, that's like cool stuff. And I can look at and remember where I was at the time and what, what my intent was. But I can also look at this new one and say, man, this book, I was like firing on all cylinders. I, I, it came out really quickly. I got the book done really fast. And, um, and it turned out I'm so I'm really happy with how it turned out. I mean, I, I think there's very little about it that I that I would do differently at this point. And I, I read I read some advanced reviews today while work was slow and it, you're getting mm. I'm not the only one liking it. Like it's you're getting you, you're, you've got some good early reviews out from yeah. people, it seems. So people are digging it. I, I I think once people really start getting it into their hands, once they they ship out, man, I'm, I'm stoked to start uh I, i'm stoked for people to get it i'm i'm already telling people to get it like, i saw I, that on twitter man thank you so much that was yeah. very that was a real that was a really uh it, i mean I, i'll tell you right now man um i i think this book like is going to need some word of mouth because because of the enormous delay mm-hmm. and how much that like threw a wrench into any pr and marketing and stuff like that uh and now we have this pretty short runway like a month and a half before the book comes out to like really pound the pavement and get the word out about the book. And it's a jazz book. So like jazz music doesn't sell. So now it's a comic book about jazz. So like, uh, I think it ha- we have a little bit of a climb ahead of us, but I keep telling everybody I talk to, I'm like, 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 uh, who is like skeptical. I'm like, the book's really good. Like, it's good. It'll, if we can just get it into the hands of people, people will tell people about it. You know, we just have to like get it in the hands of people who will tell people because the word of mouth about this book, I think is going to be really strong. And frankly, I, I think we, we, we need it to be strong. It's not like a Batman book. That's just going to yeah. sell like a, a bunch of copies, but just by existing. And I'm not like a known quantity. I'm just some dude in Rochester, New York, like hanging out, making comic, making funny books. And so it's not like, I'm like, I'm not Brian K Vaughn over here, like printing money with my books or whatever. I don't know yeah, why I thought of Brian, Brian K Vaughn can't fucking draw though. So, you know, you got that. Oh, or maybe he can. I don't know. Can yeah. does he? He probably does. Maybe he does in secret. I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody can draw, but uh, but maybe they just haven't gotten there yet, you know. Yeah. That is so I used to think that like you had to have like this like spark within you to be like a kind of artist, you know, but whether whether like writing or you know uh painting or drawing or like with music mm-hmm. but i'm i'm the the more i'm learning is it that's kind of bogus like it mm-hmm. practice makes you you can have like a skill right and and it, some things can come more naturally to you than others but like yeah. you still have to exercise that skill you still have to practice and yeah. execute and stuff and like yeah. I, my, my buddy is, is trying, I, with my new tablet, it came with a pen. Right. And I was, mm. I was like, man, it, I was like, it, I was like, I wish I could draw and like, kind of make like, like silly little comics or something to post on Twitter. And he was like, just kind of learn, man, start messing yeah. around. Yeah. But it is, it's kind of intimidating, right? I mean, I'm 30, I'm 36 to be like, I'm going to learn to draw today. Look, like, you know? look, you know, there are some amazing digital artists out there. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a, like a lot, a lot of them, uh, trace photos. Hmm. I've heard, like, I've heard people, or I've seen people get mad about it online. They, about shouldn't, it. they shouldn't be mad about it because it's 
like camera obscura is a very old thing. Like people have been projecting images onto their paper to get proportions right, to get to, to save time as well, because like, let's be real, comics is time intensive. And especially if you're working with uh, with like likenesses and licensed books, you know what I mean? Uh, it can be helpful to have a light box. Like I don't wanna draw a 1947 Chevy truck, right? I'm just gonna light box it. I don't wanna have to, and I know that if I try to draw draft that out, I can get it right, but it's gonna take me all day to do that one panel. And mm. frankly, like it's a, it's a car, it's like a return on investment kind of thing. So like I will light box that and that's totally fine. And look at you look at like some of the greats of like comics history, uh, you know, uh, Al Williamson, um, Alex Toth, like a lot of those EC guys from way back in the day, uh, Alex Ross, like these are people who who are very open about their use of photo reference, their use of projectors. Now, I, I'll t I can tell you. So, so I'm telling you this, Blake, as a motivator to you to just try stuff, just try yeah. stuff. Like the coolest thing about learning art and music is that if you um you can take as many risks as you want. Nobody gets pregnant, nobody dies, nobody <laughs> loses a limb. The worst thing you do is you have a laugh. You're like, look at how bad this drawing of Wolverine is that I did. I made his head way too big. Whatever. And then you move on to the next one. You know, uh, we we put artists on this like pedestal in a weird way, and per and we like to like mythologize this this person. You know. Um, when really it's like a lot of like very unsexy, just like time playing around with stuff and trying stuff. Uh, and I firmly believe that all this stuff is is learnable. I, and I'll tell you, uh, the as someone who has like a lot of experience in music, you know, like uh, like like th I have like three degrees in like jazz music, right? And 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 the best thing, and I teach a lot of music as well. And the best thing that you see uh, with students is is learning music is a great way to teach students how they to teach. Uh, how do I say this? It's a great way to get students to understand how they learn things hmm. because music challenges you no matter where your preferences are. If you're like a real mathy kind of egghead, music will challenge you expressively, right? If you're um if you're a very expressive like right-brained kind of kid, uh, there's a lot about music that's very mathy, that's very numbery. No matter how uh, much we try to avoid it, if you're someone who is like a perfectionist, music will challenge you because you're not gonna get there. You're it's gonna be a big wall that you will run into, and it'll challenge you. If you're someone who uh, has a problem with work ethic, it'll challenge you. I mean, you can see where I'm getting. I mean, I don't have mm. to make everything. And 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 so uh, the the best thing for me that like having a strong music education and all this stuff is that like uh, I I am open to learning new things and I recognize that like learning new things involves being bad at something for a while and then you slowly get better at it and the next thing you know you're a badass <laughs> at whatever it is you know so I, I'm telling you uh, learning to draw is learning learning music is just learning how to hear and learning to draw is just learning how to see. And that's it. And you can do it. Blake, I believe in you. Your assignment from Dr. Dave is I want you to get on your tablet. I want you to just draw just draw anything. Draw a self-portrait. Make it your Twitter profile picture. Do something fun like that. Don't use AI. Just you just get on your tablet and have a good time. Trace a photo of yourself if you want. It's all good. I'll tell you right now, I do have rules for myself. If I'm doing a graphic novel, I try to put one reference drawing per page and one drawing per page from my imagination that's purposefully not referenced. Okay. And that's because I know at some point in any book, I'm going to have to draw something from my imagination. It's just a given you have to, you're going to have to confront your imagination and on some, it's in some way. 
and I don't want that muscle to be just completely uh, unflexed. Uh, you're you're uh, kind of keeping yourself on your toes, but you're, yeah. you, don't, you don't want to get too comfy. Yeah, and one thing that you do see with occasionally with artists who who, who rely heavily on photo references that they um that they when they have to draw something from their imagination it doesn't integrate with the mm. referenced art and it just looks kind of like it stands out from the art in a way that's not not always awesome and so for me like my art i know my art's not perfect i know that i've got like always i'm always learning i'm always trying to grow challenge myself and stuff like that but like um i always try to put one drawing from reference per page and one drawing from my imagination per page that's just it's, it's one of my my 10 commandments of comic art <laughs> i like that I, I also like that you mentioned about like making mistakes because that was one of my favorite parts mm. of, of enter the blue was that scene uh where we we uh, where we get the miles davis quotes of like you made a mistake so what uh and, yeah. and 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 how like mistakes in jazz is how greatness is made and you know mistakes in life is how is how we learn you know we, we learn and build ourselves and our identity is made from mistakes right from things that we try to do that don't work out and how we bounce back from that that's, that's you know right. who we are like our you know in inside and, and like how, how strong we become all comes from making mistakes. And I was just, again, that was just another part of like the universality of this original graphic novel and, and the, the little bits of like knowledge and inspiration, like dispersed in these, you know, 160 pages, it, it applies to everybody. If you're human and you feel and you exist <laughs> on this world, like there, there's so much that you can like learn from and, and just be impacted from, from, from this book. And, and that's what really, that's what really shocked me. Cause I really wasn't, I knew you were a big music nerd, you know, and I, <laughs> I knew you had like a, you had like a, you know, a, a studious background in it. And so, and I didn't know, you know, like it, I'm not a big fan of solicits and stuff. So like when I read, I kind of like to go in blind. Yeah. Not, you know, like, cause it, I, I know solicits, I say this all the time, but you know, like I know they're necessary for the industry, right? They, right. you need them, but I think sometimes they reveal a bit too much. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, like, you know, you're trying to trying real hard to like grasp everybody with, you know, a few lines in a, in a magazine getting you to pre-order it. But, you know, sometimes you can like, you know, it's, yeah. you spill a little bit. And so like the, the whole alternate dimension thing, you know, like I was that w when it turns into like what it is, right. And, and experiencing that with the protagonist and the dangers of it that we find out later. Right. right. Uh, you know, yeah. the, and, and when the tension starts to pick up and, and, and it's not just music anymore, like lives are on the line. Like, yeah. dude, I was like, like beads of sweat. Like it, <laughs> I got nervous, like reading like towards the end of it. And I was like, I was, man, like, and, and, and it's just like, you know, uh, strategically, like, like how you, how you structured it, it was so good. Um, oh, thanks, man. Like, Sherm, just, Sherm got you worked up, man. Sherm got you, uh, <laughs> got you stressed out. You were sharing in Sherm's, in Sherm's exasperation at the whole tragedy. Yeah. And it, I, I just didn't, I just, it was so cool to like the, the, the arc, you know, like it, we need great arcs and, and great stories. And, and this has that, uh, you know, for, for a lot of, for all the characters, you know, like we, everybody, everybody is, is wrestling with something. Mm. And, and by the end, they, we've, they've come to terms with it and, you know, not everything's healed and perfect, but you know, like where the, all, where the characters are at in the beginning is not where they're at in the end. Um, and, and, and like in, in a great way. And, and so like that journey paid off. Right. Mm. And, and I think that also is like, 
when you hear a really good when you hear a really good song like yeah. sometimes like like a, a new new music like it you're not necessarily the same you know five and a half minutes later or however long that right. song is you know like it, it, it's it's found something within you and manipulated it and made it more real and pushed it more to the surface um and your your book does that and that's not an easy thing to do like Thanks, i mean man. if ever if everybody could do that we'd have a, we'd have a lot better comics out there and there's great comics out there but like they're not all wonderful you know like there there's a lot of hits and misses and sure you know this yeah, is well, why i like indie stuff because it's you get to play around with things like this that you wouldn't get to do in like a superhero story we, well I, I will say that like it it Z two is 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 a, is a small publisher, but in a weird way, like the books they put out, like it's it's. I feel really. For, first off, I I feel super lucky to have like fallen into this uh, working relationship with Z two. Um, there. Yeah, this is your second your second book, Chasing the Bird, it's, right? It's was your first third, one? It's my third oh, your third. One. My first one I did with them came out in 2017. Before, like, it's called Instrumental. Um, yeah, that that's the first one, and that was their that was their first. Uh, music related book that they put out and now they only ba they pretty much only put out like, yeah that's what they're known for music now. related books yeah so i have a weird little like flag that's like even though this book didn't sell very well it was your first music related book so i get like a gold star <laughs> and it was my first published book as well uh like full like full graphic novel and so and yeah so 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 um, they, they they line up these deals with these licensed properties. So this book was was commissioned in essence by Blue Note Records, the record label, and um, and so in a way it's like it's indie, but it's not an indie book. It's like a funded licensed book, like in the same way that like a James Bond book is like a licensed okay. book. So um, it was like a paid. It was a paid like a paid gig and. Um, and, uh, and, and I, 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 that might sound, I, I'm, I don't say that like with disappointment, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, again, I'm lucky like that this book like paid my bills mm. for like a year. And then I, and, and I have, and it was a really, a really solid deal. Uh, but the, but, but, but what was really great about this book, I'll tell you, man, uh, the first meeting with a uh, creative meeting with, uh, Blue Note Records and Z2 about this book, we were all on a zoom call you know, at our little computers. And I was giving my Don Draper like pitch. And my pitch was for like a nonfiction book about the history of Blue Note Records, right? And it was a cool pitch. Like I really, I still think this would have been a kick-ass book. And I, as I was pitching it, I could see the faces of all of the people, all the people from Blue Note on the call and Universal, because they're like a sub label of Universal Music Group, right? I, I could just see them kind of like being like, mm, mm, I don't know, like less into it. And I got to like the end of the pitch and I was like, you guys don't like this pitch, do you? And they were like, well, we were kind of hoping you would do something like do a work of fiction. And then one guy was like, yeah, put some time travel in it or something. And I was like, <laughs> I was like in that moment, I like got hit by like lightning, not like literally, but I got hit by like a moment of inspiration. I was like, well, I was, well, I was like, what do you want? So what should it speak to? Like, what do you guys want it to be about? And they were like, well, we want it to be something that speaks to the history of Blue Note, but also to the future of jazz music, right? So like this meeting point and Blue Note is like this meeting point. And I was like, well, you know, it should be about a teacher and it should be about a student. That makes a lot of sense because jazz music is built on this long history of mentorship. And the mentorship was like informal uh, by like necessity at first, right? And then as jazz music sort of evolved over the course of the 20th century, it became sort of kind of formalized in jazz education. And then by the time you get to 2021, 2022... 
most people who play jazz music, like a large part of their uh, mentorship and upbringing is through the educational system. Uh, and it's like another version, some would argue a lesser version of this mentorship that they that artists would get from like by playing in like a regional big band that would tour around like the Southwest or the Southeast or, uh, you know, the Midwest or wherever. Uh, and so, um, and then I said, and you know, we probably need like a mystery in it of some kind. So we need to have like a teacher has to go missing or something has to happen to this teacher. And then the, and then the student has to kind of like have a courageous like ex exploration of whatever. And then I was like, give me two weeks, give me two weeks and I'll figure this out. And so I took the like, it was like all hands on deck here at the Chisholm Huey. My wife's last name is Huey household. And, and the two of us like put our heads together. And really I kept telling her like she should be listed in the book as co-writer of the book. Um, because like we, I, a lot of it pulls from her experience. Cause she's, um, she has like a master's degree in cello performance. Right. Um, and a large part of the Jesse character is, uh, is based on her experience with her old teacher. He didn't like go into the blue or anything like that, but you know, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and we just like hammered out the story. I kind of like dug through as much like blue note kind of like record covers and all I became Sherm for a little while where I even like believed like this is actually real maybe you know and then uh and then just sort of look for the right figures from from the history of this music to kind of make their appearances in the book at various points and uh and then like trying to find people with colorful historical quotes that I could like pull and use in the book and everything like that and um and appropriate quotes i mean not just colorful ones but like appropriate and um and yeah like in two weeks we i had like well I, we had like a full pitch that was like basically um the whole structure of the whole thing uh and then it was like just go time i mean it, everyone loved it and i'm so i'm so thrilled and then and then on top of that like from that point forward it was like they just were like let me work they just let me work it was really cool actually because with the um with the charlie parker book the, that i did the charlie parker estate management team wanted to like approve every chapter the script for every chapter which is fine it's great and they had a little bit of an editorial notes at one a couple points and they wanted to see all the art as it was coming in sort of like before it was colored to make sure they could like say, well, can you fix this or fix that? Thankfully, they didn't really they didn't ask for anything to be redrawn or anything like that. But it was there. It was part of the process was this sort of like t uh, regular like checking in with them like, hey, like and, wa and waiting, which was always like a drag because I'm like really impatient. <laughs> and um and with the Blue Note people, like I sent them the, the first chapter of the script or the first couple chapters. And the message was like, at Blue Note Records, we like hire people because they're good at what they do. And then we trust them to do to do it their way. So you don't have to like look for our approval for every step of the way. Um, we trust you. And I was like, wow, that's wild. That's really something. Wow. And so basically, I just like hit the hit the gas and just like blasted through. And I kept sending them stuff and the only notes were like, we just looked like they were really stoked about it and really, really uh, enjoyed it. It was a totally awesome, super great experience, really fun. It came together really quickly uh, and in a good way, I guess, you know, some projects should take more time and this one came together really quickly in a way that was really, that was really good. I just, that, that pitch story, man, like I can't imagine what that would be like to like see because that, that this is why I record with video, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I release the podcast audio, but like I always make a joke. Like I talk to you guys like this, so I can see when you're like yawning and rolling your eyes at me and shit, right? <laughs> but I mean, like to to not have them yawning or rolling their eyes, but to like see the 
disinterest like spread through a zoom meeting <laughs> while you're pitching this story that you're really proud of like that sounds like traumatizing but you i play, mean you, you play jazz with it you know you play yeah, jazz with it yeah 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 you you, mean, you you try you try a new scale and, or you know like yeah, you, totally you, man and you 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 know you jam out in a different way and I, i'm kind of glad you had to go through that ringer because what we have now like I'm I'm glad that what we have now yeah, is what happened. and I think you are too. Like this story feels very intimate. I like that you mentioned you you brought your wife in to to kind of help and and the 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 mentor the, the mentorship aspects of it mm-hmm. and also you being a teacher. Like I just you know like people say like write what you know, but sometimes that's bullshit because like totally. like we talked about earlier, sometimes you want to get out of your comfort zone, right? Yeah, absolutely. but the intimacy and the the high uh, emotional aspect. Right. And it's just like the, you know, you grab guts and drag the, us through the blue <laughs> with just right. Like it, we, it it's it, like I said, it's, it's very emotional. And, and, um, and I think, I think that emotion kind of, you know, stems from, you know, your and your wife's background and, and also just this, you know, there's, there's, we deal with trauma in this book too. And, much yeah. like you dealt like i like i said like i just that that pitch experience man like i i don't think anybody would ever want that to happen and 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 i and like kudos to you for like being a boss and being like okay 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 give me two weeks and then fucking come back swinging and knock it out of the park well man. honestly like, like um the the pitch that i had was a cool idea but it was also like you know like this is a, I, as soon as they said that i was like it was a little like it was a little bit rattling but it was like frankly like totally liberating and super exciting yeah they were like oh this is like oh i can just i can just like make something like whole cloth it was also really cool because since it was like an original like idea um like z2 paid me paid me more per uh, quite a bit more per page as like sort of like you know a, a de facto like ip buyout basically so like blue or it was a blue note or z2 that that like they i i said like i negotiated and i was like hey like this is this is you know um this is i, I should probably own some ip for this and then they countered and were like well how about we how about we pay you more for it and so and they were like it was like totally understood it was a it was a good overall like a, a good experience so um i you know I'm, I'm happy to talk about it um and like and hype those guys because you know f- despite the fact that this is delayed and despite the fact that the pr got kind of like disrupted as a result and kind of like the hype train like just ran into a wall in like january when it didn't come out um you know uh they've been it's it's they've been great to work with so yeah no i i i happen to think it's great when you guys get paid because i i mean I know a lot of, I know a lot of the, and like I, I told you earlier, I deal with a lot of Kickstarter guys, you know, yep, and uh, yep. you know, sometimes they'll get lucky, right. And, and, and make a little bit of money, but you know, most of those, most of those guys are, are paying to get their book out. Yeah. You know? and, and, and like you're, you, the artist, the artist gets paid and, and usually like even those artists are, are generous with their page rates and stuff. Right. And like, right. And so like they're, we, they get paid to get the book out, but like, I, I want you guys to get money, you know, like totally. I, I, but I also get that. I, I also under, like, once you start talking about money, people, People are like, oh well, yeah, yeah. You should have done it for for rocks and grass, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and also like you know, like I don't know. I mean, you know, I I, I, I this is my experience with with the, the with those guys, you know, like um, and so I have and I have a I have a really long relationship with them. Like I met Josh, the president of Z two, at New York New York Comic Con in 20, uh, 2013. So like almost a decade ago, and I pitched instrumental to him way back then before I was done drawing the book. And he was like, I think I can put this out. I think I I really like this. 
and we stayed in touch and he had some ups and downs with the publisher like his uh, his partner in the in publishing in publishing Z2 comics for its first like iteration like bailed on him and he had to find someone else and he thought it was going to be gone and he was like if it comes back I promise you I'll put your book out and I was like kind of down about it for a while because it didn't come out until 2017 so that's like a big chunk of time for to sit on a completed book mm -hmm. and so um and we stayed in touch. Like I had a gig in New York City and I like crashed on his in his apartment. You know, like he I stayed at his place while I was out there. Like um, and uh, so again, like uh, like um, about circle back to the other stuff. Like um, I I have I do have like a sense of 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 like like loyalty and uh, and I and I love seeing what they're doing and the and that they've they've kind of positioned themselves to make these books that are like music oriented. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I, I guess there's no point to my spiel just now, except just to say, like, <laughs> it's cool. Like, I, I like the stuff that, that the, that those guys are doing. And, um, yeah, and I'm happy and I think, to be I think everybody's, it. everybody's pretty hyped about the weird Al book they're doing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I like how they got a, a lot of different artists to, to work on it, too. Like, uh, I yeah. don't know, man, I, I, they weren't, they were on my radar ish um but like also not really right like i i see the stuff that they put out and like i'm sorry man i'm not gonna buy a machine gun kelly comic like i used to really like him as a as a rapper but like his pop stuff is weird and like <laughs> i'm really glad that you're getting to 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 you well know, you know like you know, what's what's her name jennifer fox megan fox so like you know, good i'm i'm glad you're with megan fox and someone made a comic book about you but that's i don't know it's not really my jam well the, uh a couple things about that like um much in the same way that like uh the success of nora jones first couple albums you know nora jones she had yeah. that first, her first album won like album of the year at the grammys and it sold like a billion gazillion copies and like that album, like this is, this is me. I, I don't have the receipts for this. And this is me kind of shooting from the hip for what it's worth. But like, you know, that album must have bankrolled Blue Note Records for like a decade. Yeah. Right. To put out all this like cool, like, like super heady, very like um, abstract jazz music. Right. That's like, that like has a fraction of a listenership from, from Nora Jones or from like your typical stuff. Right. And, um, and much in the same way, like I imagine the, the Machine Gun Kelly book that Z2 put out probably helped bankroll this book. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. That's, and, yeah. You know, uh, and, and also like, I mean, for what it's worth, like that dude brought the graphic novel on to like Jimmy Kimmel or wherever, Jimmy Fallon, and was mm -hmm. hyping a graphic novel on a late night talk show. Yeah, which like, is huge for the And industry. you know, so like for as much of a like kind of doofus that guy is or whatever, <laughs> uh, like if he's he's still one of us he's still one of us you know <laughs> he's he likes graphic novels and he like he likes it enough to like throw down and like put his name on a comic book that's cool yeah. i mean i hate i hate kiss i think i'm not a kiss fan at all <laughs> same but like but you I, know, hey. I still want more like i i think everybody knows that story right where they put like a little all their blood in the red ink supposedly which I guess like now in the age of COVID, I don't think anybody could get away with that. Like, <laughs> or maybe not the, 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 the disease centers basically just like would yeah. do whatever now. So maybe, yeah, just maybe go back to drinking blood, everybody go back yeah. to just drinking each other's blood. It's fine. Drink, drink just, blood, spit in each other's mouths. Yeah. Have a good time. We're <laughs> just, hey man, if you love sneezing on other people, 
go for it. CDC. Like, <laughs> it's really, I'm, I'm like the most uptight person that like, that I, that I know about this stuff, man. Like my wife and I have really, really limited our activity and it makes me so, so upset. Like that everyone's just given up, you know? Yeah. And, and, and like, and it's like the people that are getting sick, it's, you know, like it's, I guess it's not as, it's not like the death sentence for most. Like if, if you have like health problems or stuff, like, you know, it can yeah. still do bad shit to you. Yeah. But like, like my buddies, my buddy and his whole family got it from his daughter who like went on this trip mm-hmm. and they're like, he's like on his fifth day. And he's like, he's like, it's been terrible, dude. Like, I don't wish this on anyone. And so it's like five days of like agony. And, and like, just like, just, you don't have to wear a mask. Like, I don't, I don't get it, man. And like, then, I haven't had it. I like somehow crazy. I haven't had it. And yeah. I want to stay that way. And you know, like also like, you know, you know, like when you get chicken pox as a kid, you get like bumps and itchy and all and a fever and maybe sick or like throw up or whatever. And then it stays in your system and you get shingles as a, as an old person. And that's that thing that little chicken guy lives inside of your veins for your whole your whole life and I'm, i'll tell you blake i i had shingles i got shingles when i was working on my doctorate i think it was stress made me like get stressed and mm. like lack of sleep and i had a really really mild case it was really it was just really localized on like my abdomen and it sucked man it was really painful it was like someone yeah. pinching me really hard all the time oh. like, and right on my like on by my belly button and um and oh like, my god and while you're working on your phd it's like that's already yeah, intense yeah. Like, and, and, and and i and and we don't know what this the thing might sit yeah. in people's system for a long time we know that it's people are getting strokes from it people are having blood clotting like mm-hmm. later on people are obviously the the brain fog is real the fatigue is real and i'm just like man I'm just gonna wear this dorky mask. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and like avoid like I can I can get takeout, but it just sucks, man, because because for a while we were like all in it together. We were like Yeah, now we're splintering know? again. Yeah, it's and it's, it's like, there's we're losing that we're losing that beat this mentality. We're just like, well, this is part of our life now. Fuck it. Like yeah, YOLO, yeah. YOLO, like <laughs> yo do though, you only die once. <laughs> Like wear a helmet, you know. <laughs> that's that's the that's the bumper sticker, Yodo. Oh man, that's that's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, things things are crazy, uh, and and then like. You know, I, I see like, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, did the SDCC thing and everybody was like real happy about it. Dan Slot wore a fucking like real like uh, construction mask. Um, but, you know, like a lot, it seems like a lot of people masked up and a lot of people, you know, came back healthy, but also a lot of people got sick, you know, too. And, and, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and I know like conventions are so important for like what we talked about here is, you know, like you know, for indie books, um, you know, whether, whether you want to call this an indie book or not, I mean, I, I would consider no, it an indie book, but you're, you're, you got to do a lot of your own PR and cons help that, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. if you could, if you could set up a table and sell sketches and, yeah. you know, have, have your prints and stuff out and have that yeah. fucking sexy slip case out on display, you yeah. know, and stuff, you know, like people are going to walk by and see it. And so, I mean, that's, I, I, I get why we're trying to no, push I, through I, it, but I totally get it. And and for the most part, I like, for the most part, like I sympathize with people for that, for like work, for like supporting themselves in this like grind that we're all, we're all like in this capitalist grind. The drag is that people's mentality is like, okay, well I broke the seal. So I might as well be reckless all the time. (laughs) Yeah. 
And it's like, no, like I can do like a con, a comic con and wear a mask and, and just try to like limit my extracurricular, like not go to restaurants. Like if I'm going to eat something, I'm going to step outside, whatever. And then I'm just, and then, the, and then it doesn't mean when I come home, I'm going to go like try to c- collect sneezes from people. <laughs> You know? I remember uh, 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 Bob Bob France. He's he's been on my show a couple times, and uh, he told me he he did a con like uh, when like people weren't really ready to do cons yet and stuff. You know, and I was talking about because when they did the right before the campaign of Ghost Pirates, I interviewed him and Kevin, mm. and uh, and they and Bob Bob was like, I'll tell people, man, I'll like if they try and shake my hand, like you know, I'll just I'll wave. I'll be like, hey, I'm not touching you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> and um, anyway. I, I, that th- those guys are so funny, and and you actually worked with them recently for the uh, yeah yeah the uh, the, the Mad Cave book yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I I t- Kevin actually showed me that uh, mm-hmm. when I told him you and I were talking about doing an interview, and he and he was of course he, Kevin was like oh he's awesome you got to talk to Dave and 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 uh, and so he he showed me your guys' short, and that too is very emotional and and moving, and I love we, you do you do the same in, in Enter the Blue like how you do the the musical bars and and yeah, sometimes yeah. sometimes you use them as like a uh it's not a high action book right so like you right. you have to do different things to like direct our gaze where there's yeah. no like magic blast or swinging fist you know like you have to you right. have to create movement in different ways you're you're really good at that by the way through like Thanks, through through sound and and color and uh, your panel layouts are real fucking dope too. I let me like I kiss your ass for a real long time, Dave. Let me tell you. <laughs> but uh, this that short um, for the the Ukraine uh, book, I thought that was really like with their 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 you know pledge of allegiance basically and 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 yeah. the, the marching and and um, I don't know, man. I I really did not know what to expect when like Kevin sent that to me because I'm so used to them being like, you know, humorous and goofy. Right, and, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and to so like good at that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and I thought it was so cool, like what you guys did. And and Kevin said that you kind of grabbed the reins a little bit and ended up like he basically what Kevin said is he was like, Dave took our idea and made it so much cooler and did all this extra work that we like didn't really want him to like expect him to do and he just <laughs> did it and it was so cool and i was like i was like yeah i mean what like so uh so yeah those those guys couldn't sing your praises enough and they, like oh, i guess they're very sweet man. they're friends of the show and good people and um yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're awesome i love those guys but yeah, that 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 short you did with them was very. I'm very excited for that. But there's a lot of great talent. Like I'm, I'm real stoked to get that. And it go the the money goes to a great cause too. And so like, no doubt. yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody should get that too. Just anything with Dave's name on it. If you're listening to this podcast, you should probably just buy it. I mean, it, it's a safe bet. Uh, Canop- yeah. it's, you know, you did Canopus with Scout, and then uh, yeah. yep. I read um um Charlie, you know, what Thompson. Yeah, I that that I haven't read yet. I oh, yeah. I did not get to read the 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 chase and the bird, but I did read uh, uh, Hell Tom, Thompson Heller. Uh, yeah, written and, by uh, Milton. My buddy yeah, Milton. Milton. I won a contest on his Twitter, and he sent me. It, it was for like a graphic novel, and then he ended up sending me like a few extra books, and he sent me those three issues. Uh, Sweet. And and yeah, I kind of I, I I pulled I pulled those out and reread them and uh you you have a real you have a great flair for sci-fi too like i thought the art oh, thanks man there. like again like i talk about like your your older stuff is beautiful and looks great uh but like when you if you compare those pages to like some of the more in, intense parts of enter the blue yeah. you can still see your style but mm. you can see how it evolved yeah and it's, it's, it's cool true. to see that 
Yeah, like uh, Thompson Hiller, I was drawing at a t- in a time of my life. I was I was I was doing a lot of different things. I was like really spinning a lot of plates when I was drawing that book. Uh, I drew that book before I did Canopus. And um, and while I was doing this other book called Tyranny of the Muse, which is like a, an indie book that just came out, like a really like self-published book written by my friend Eddie Wright. Really good. He, you should check that one out, too. Um, I should send you a PDF of it. Uh, and um, I was doing those two books at the same time and then also drawing this children's book at the same time that just came out. Right. And, um, and it was, and while I was teaching and then gigging like a lot, like I was playing wow. a lot of music at the time. <laughs> and so I was like every, that Thompson Heller took, like, took me way too long to draw. I feel so bad for like, I, Milton is one of my best friends. And, um, and during that time, it was like just a trickle of pages. It took me like a whole year to draw those three issues. And, um, and I, and, you know, hope, hope maybe, hope, hopefully someday I can collaborate with him again on another sci-fi thing, because I, I would love to do another book that's like high concept, super imaginative stuff. I really think I could like knock it out of the park. If anyone, if anyone listening is like a badass sci-fi writer who wants to, wants to write something for me to draw, hit me up. I would love that. That would be, <laughs> I would have such a blast doing that stuff. I, don't get me wrong. I love, I love drawing the music stuff like so much. It's so dear, near to my heart, but like, um, there's nothing like the, just getting like the raw imagination, just like all over the page with like sci-fi kind of high concept trippy shit, you know? Yeah. You definitely get to let loose a lot. Even with Enter the blue, when you get to let loose, it's still, you're still grounded in like humanness. Right. And, and whereas like, <laughs> In, in sci-fi you were you, you had like you had these robots and these alien beings and these crazy like under sea monsters and stuff and like you just you you really you got to like I, I i could tell like it felt like you were having a lot of fun just like kind of pushing yeah. yourself and pushing your ideas um yeah so yeah like I, it, was, it was cool to read that uh but yeah it would i would i would love to see you tackle something like that what's up babies we are taking just a few moments out of this awesome interview to drop a word from our sponsor thanks for listening monster matador is a delightfully demented kaiju throwdown that follows matador ramon alejandro estevez guerrero as he travels a post-apocalyptic future to fight monsters and make a better world for his daughter written by steven prince drawn by ringo award nominee fabio alves and colored by alex zeef monster matador has funded four kickstarters thanks to our backers and fans to become an in comic hit. Monster Matador Volume 1 is Stephen Prince's 15-year kaiju dream come to life, and it's all collected for the first time right now on Kickstarter. It's fucking awesome, but if you don't believe me, listen to the man himself, Stephen Prince. Monster Matador Volume 1 is now on Kickstarter. Back it today for a 184-page collection of monster fighting Madness collects Tangle the Matador's Afropocalypse, a bonus 10-page story, and a very cool study guide. Go to Kickstarter, back Monster Matador Volume 1, and keep on listening to Blake's Buzz. You, you mentioned you were playing a lot of music. What do you what do you play? My main instrument is trumpet. Okay. And uh, I also play uh, this is a piano with a bunch of stuff on it. And then I okay. also and then I also uh, you know I also like to goof around on the guitar a little bit. <laughs> Man, you know, that is, it's, that's just fucking wild to me that you like, you can like draw, you can write, you can letter your own book, you can play these multiple instruments, you have a fucking doctorate. Like, I need to, I'm going to have a long talk with myself after this, after this interview and get my shit together. You know, I, <laughs> you, know you know, Blake. Uh, you know, 
Um, I, I will say that I'm just, I'm just really, uh, I'm really like lucky to have had the privilege of being able to indulge my and pursue my obsessions through my life, yeah. and and to have parents who were like really like championing like the arts for nice. my whole upbringing. And get in like just an endless stream of comic books in the house. My dad was a big comic book fan when he was a kid. And like an endless stream of like killer music all the time. And also like a lot of bad music, which is important too. Like mm -hmm. just endless MTV in the 1980s, like all the time, all on all the time at, at home. And, um, and then, uh, you know, the having the, the, um, the kind of like con the constitution to the kind of like just personal like like makeup inside of my brain that's just driven by obsession like it's a very like i have a very i have a very dangerous like brain i think because if i i feel like if i like i don't drink i don't like i don't i try to stay circular of anything that's like addictive because i just know that it would be really bad yeah for me because i have this like very obsessed like mind that just is like really on like fast forward all the time and um, the good thing about that is that when it comes time, when you really get into something, you just really, really burn through it. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I just burned through it really quickly. And so, um, and I, and so like when you put all that together, having a really supportive like childhood and really arts oriented everything all the time. And then the kind of like analytical mind that, uh, that, that I have plus like this obsession, I think it just means like, I just have just been lucky to like be able to pursue all of this different stuff. Um, and then to have the time to be able to pursue it to like a professional degree, it's pretty like, I'm, I have to pinch myself. I'm really, I'm a really lucky guy. I know that's like hashtag blessed. That whole speech is probably super, <laughs> super annoying and everything. Um, no, I, I tell people that too. Cause it, I mean, not my deal was writing, right? Like mm. I, I, for a long time wanted to be a writer, uh, till I started college. And then I got this weird fucking idea. I was going to build race cars. And so like, I went to, I did this like auto tech program and then oh. realized real quick that I hated working on cars. And I, then I did like, you know, I started writing again, went into like a creative writing program, went and went and was going to do an MFA and, and dropped out because I'm stupid. And like, and just because like life shit happened. And yeah, sure, um, man. But, uh, and, and, you know, like, but even now, like, with like, um, you know, the, the podcast and stuff and like uh, my my family and friends were like, no, no one I know in like real life reads comic books. Right. They're all like hmm. I, they know they're there. Right. But they right. but but, you know, like uh, a lot of like people, they still listen to my show and, um, you know, they're they're supportive. And, you know, the, they've you know, some the families helped out here and there with, the, you know, a couple things and like um and so they, they they've always supported that and never thought like you know when i had dreams of like being this great american novelist like no one told me i was an idiot right they were like well you know try and you know hopefully something happens but yeah it's um but it, it, i i just uh like i said I, I wanted to play bass for a long time and i if i would have stuck with it if i would have if i would have played bass from when i was in grade school and just actually fucking stuck with it i would have been good but it was you know like i was I, I didn't, I, I had that drive intermittently, right. Mm -hmm. Where I would like, I'd be real into it. And then I'd want to hang out with my buddies and play video games. And, sure. and then like, I wasn't, I went to private school. Right. So like the part of the deal of like learning to play bass was they were like teaching us to play church music and they wanted us mm. to play like at mass on Sundays. And I really wasn't into that at all yeah um and so like that part kind of fucked it up anyway but yeah anyway so 
I always had like this, I always kind of wanted to be a musician. Right. And it like never took. And then, but I, I do like writing and I, you know, I do, you know, I hope one day I really want to write a comic book. Um, and that's why I like talking to you guys. Cause like, I'm just slowly stealing all your methodologies and ideas and I'm totally, accumulating man. them. <laughs> hey, man, if you ever want to like, have like a real in-depth, like rap about like process, like I would be so stoked to chat with you about that. Like, um, because because I do because not like I'm not like trying to sell the Dave method of, or anything like that. But uh, but like um, I, I do teach like comic making to like college like college students nice. and um, and I and also like high school age kids and stuff like that. Like um, part of my private teaching is like trumpet and songwriting, rock bands and comic making. So like um, and I think like my background in education makes me particularly aware of process, like in streamlining process and really, really like making sure you have like a sensible process and it's not like too driven by like magic, you know, like I, like I, I love magic and I love magical moments, but like you want something that you can count on being there mm -hmm. as opposed to having to wait for like the moon to be in the right place and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and that stuff's great too. Like it's not, I'm not bad mouthing that. It's just like, we want something that's, that's reliable and recreatable and how to like squeeze as much oil out of that olive that you can, right? When you give something that's good, you want to like really mash it and get everything you can out of it. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you if you ever like maybe maybe down the road or something like that, if you have an extra open and you wanted to do a podcast recording that was like really about like process or something like that, I would be happy to talk to you about that. I'd be sick. I think I think a lot of people would dig that because I I mean I don't I don't want to like. Well, I guess I, I mean, I can toot my own horn. It's my show, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at talking to people, you know, like, and, yeah. and I, and I think a lot of people listen to this because, you know, yes, yes. I'm going to hype your book. Yes. I'm going to talk about how good it is. Yes. We're going to talk about that, but we also talk about life. We talk about other things, things that we're into, you know, mm -hmm. other where inspiration comes from. And, you know, yeah, I think, I think a lot of people would dig like actually talking story mechanics and if they don't fuck them i'll listen to it when it after it's done right that's that's that'll be for me <laughs> but yeah I, I mean you know i i love talking comics and stuff but i you know it's it, i don't i don't i don't think you guys would hang out with me for an hour and a half if all if all we were talking about was like like just like oh and then this this panel on this page of enter the blue and then you did this and why and then you know like I I like to you know keep it keep it casual and sure yeah, I, yeah. I want to get to know you you know like this book impressed me I'm I will I'll shout that from the rooftops I'll let everybody know on the show but like I want to get to know the the dude who made it you know and like because I, I I think it's cool to see like where you guys come from I think it's cool to see a bunch of Grant Morrison books on your shelf behind you you know like <laughs> I, I think I'm like okay like I, I I get this I get this guy like it's cool that's yeah. that was that was my first venture into hardcore collecting was oh I picked yeah. up all of Grant's uh I I wanted all the hardcovers of his like oh, bat saga but yeah. before before you could buy these three competitively right. priced omnibuses that yeah. are out now yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have all those issues as single issues. Oh wow! Um, I, I was buying them. I was buying all that stuff when it was coming out. Uh, I've got all my Grant Morrison Doom Patrol trade paperbacks and Animal Man and stuff. I love. Oh, that's Grant. awesome! I love Grant. Grant's Grant's amazing. He's stuff. he's a, yeah. I like he's like an actual wizard. I think now, right? Like he lives in he lives in a castle. He's like sure, yeah. He's yeah. he's surpassed. He's he's surpassed I, humanity. <laughs> I, I really admire. Um, you know, like his willingness to play jazz with comics too, because it just, you know, uh, I, 
I love writers who are really precious that everything has to be just so all the time. But I really, really, per, partly because I have, for me, for writing and structure, I have a really hard time like letting go of, of knowing exactly what everything is all the time. Yeah. And it feels like with him, it's like there's a real like confidence to like that this will, we'll figure that out. Yeah. You're just going to put it out there and like play jazz with it. And it's just like, especially with that Batman arc, it's like some of it is like so like, whoo, that's like, that is a courageous choice right there. Is- <laughs> yeah, it, it got, it got like the whole, the, the whole like, the final crisis deal of like sending him back like turning batman into a a a chrono bomb that like as as he fights to get back to the present will like detonate and destroy everything like just just wild ideas like that and and i i like i see what you're saying there too and it reminds me of your book when we where where jesse goes and and goes into like the the improvisational jazz like scene and and she's like, I don't know, I don't really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, man, like that is like, it made, it made me feel like awkward, like watching The Office, where you're like, oh, I can't believe she like said that. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. She's like, she's like, it just sounds weird. I don't get it. And they're like, it's, it should sound weird. It should sound different. It should sound like something you've never heard before. And yeah, like right. that is Grant Morrison. Like Grant Morrison is is like, yes, this is a Batman comic, but it's not the Batman you've read before. You yeah. wouldn't want that from me. Like, why would I write the Batman comic you've read before? Like, right. Of course- and, and, you know, like kudos to who was the editor back then, like Dan Didio or whatever. Yeah, Didio. probably. Like, I guess kudos for him for letting him finish this enormous run. You know, it's pretty... uh pretty bonkers that's one thing that bums me out about comics these days is we don't get these like long iconic runs much anymore like i've been reading uh i've been reading dan slots spider-man uh little little by little um and then like we were kind of we were talking my buddy and i were talking about like the annihilation saga Mm. and like that huge event that like spread through like the war of kings and stuff and then that's where the guardians of the galaxy came from and we just don't we don't get these like massive events we get big events but they're like short term with a bunch of tie-ins that sometimes yeah. don't matter right but they're they're not like yeah we don't have something that runs for like a year and a half two years or something sure. like that, that, that yeah. kind of bums me. i miss that like i miss when they really when creators really got to like dig you in. know stomp yeah. their heels into the dirt right and yeah, yeah. dig in and and get comfy totally. and get weird with it totally i mean like i don't I, I think like with the exception of like saga like there there will never be a book that's like an in like an independent creator owned book that's like a preacher yeah like you know i mean obviously like in, those kirkman books uh l- like had long runs like invincible and walking dead uh and then saga is like you know can just last as long as they wanted to but like um but yeah i mean i think that that's a that's something that a lot of people my age who are like trying to like claw their way like to greater and greater opportunities in the comics industry it's a dream that we have to like let go of Mm. the dream of like well like we all like here's my like 200 issue batman story like (laughs) once i get to write batman it's going to be like like five years, 10 years of comics that like tell the ultimate story. And it's like, Matt, you get like 100 pages, period. That's yeah. what you get. Like if you can't, 
you know um and i think like like uh like i made that tweet the other day about like i had a great idea for a superman story um and i and i'm definitely not the guy who like has great ideas for these licensed characters like this is not a normal occurrence for me that's why i felt the need to tweet about it because i'm like because i don't i'm not like a big i don't have like a thousand story ideas all the time like some people do i really Mm -hmm. admire those people but my brain is like a one idea at a time kind of person kind of brain and like um and 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 it's a short idea it's like a it would it's a story that probably could take like three issues to be done or like two issues even like like it would just be like a really fast short idea small like kind of small scale i suppose i don't know but then but now i'm sort of like i've moved like my brain has kind of moved on and i'm like well this would be actually what if i change the point of view of this story that it was like really street level and then it doesn't have to be a Superman story. It can just be a story about like this idea of a savior and this like street level person and this kind of, so I mean, you know, whatever it's in, it's in the woods. It's a disaster right now. I, <laughs> I, 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 I actually talked about it with my therapist today, which is really, was really weird. I'm like, this is the weirdest therapy meeting where I'm like talking about this like half baked story idea that I, that I've had. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're paying them, right? I mean, like yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they they got they got to listen. Um, I guess <laughs> oh, that makes me feel even worse. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. Um, I I remember you I remember you tweeting about that because you 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 posted that awesome art uh, that that like crazy splash page. That oh you did, yeah, like him, like that like fucking blew me away, dude. The the deal you posted of uh, Spider Man and Electro on a whiteboard, like. Do you, in my mind, like to draw that on a whiteboard and then like how you left white space, uh, as you were drawing it to, to, to showcase like the bolts that you like, that you finished at, like, I was like that, that fucking rocked me too. But like, (laughs) you know, I'm left-handed, right? So like, I always smear you like, even when I'm like handwriting with a pen and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but like, you know, like, like thinking of like a whiteboard and just how easy it is to like smear or like, you know, like, oops. And I get, (laughs) but I was just like, like, that was just like, was super impressive. And I like the, the time-lapse video. And I was really proud of myself because anytime artists, that do that i used to not be able to stop myself and i would like retweet it and be like how do you draw so fast and i was like finally finally i let that dad joke just die in, in the desert where it should it's a good joke it's a solid joke but i just i was like that was just really impressive i, I think it's cool that you're doing like um uh, you know that you're hitting up the social medias uh you know because that stuff people don't realize the time it takes like i i would <laughs> i i've often thought of like Cause there's, there's not, there is obviously comic content on TikTok, but it it's not really what it's known for. And I've thought about doing that, you know, like, like a, like a two minute review or something. And like, I think you would do the, well. I think you would do well on TikTok. It's just, it's just making the video like, you know, like, and then I don't know, like it aggravates me that like a kid, right. And this is me like being like old, angry old man. Like, sure, sure. you know, like I used to know how to do fucking anything. Right. People used to come to me to fix computers and now computers are all, everything's different. And so it's just like, it, it aggravates me. Like I had to learn how to edit audio and stuff to start doing this. And, and I don't go crazy, uh, but you know, I can like cut stuff out and yeah. make it sound natural. And yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so like, you know, the, 
the aggravations of like trying to post like a fucking t- edit and post a two minute video as, as I'm just like, man, I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, just gotta, you just gotta like suffer through, suffer through it for like, uh, like, like two weeks and, and then, then you'll like, be, and then it's easy, man. Like, you know, like those, I mean, those time lapses are particularly like, you know, I spend like 20 minutes drawing this thing on the board, filming it time lapse and then 20 minutes. You, uh, that whole deal you did, it took you 20 minutes. Yeah. That's fucking insane. That was such a good, well, pitch. you know, like, <laughs> uh but uh but you know that one is based on a, a a steve ditko drawing it's like a basically like my riffing on like a steve ditko drawing that already existed so it wasn't like from pure like my imagination it was like um you know a whiteboard basically like a whiteboard like cover song you know <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, um, you're still being very humble because to do that in, in 30 minutes or less is still pretty. And th- that's like the like Jim Lee does like the 30 second Batman head profile like at cons. He can like do it in like under 30 yeah. seconds and then, it, and then it looks great. And it's just like, what the heck? yeah, yeah. But, uh, but but like in terms of editing, the editing like a TikTok, like the captions will they it's like auto captioning. It's really easy. Uh, and then you just have to like uh, the, the good thing about that platform that makes it better than that's what the thing that, the thing that makes that platform different from like all the other shit is that like um, it for for this kind of content like it rewards you for just being yourself. It fits with this whole conversation we're having, right? Because like um, if you make really beautifully edited like you have a rigid script that you're reading, like it's not like the stuff that does the best is the stuff that is can be a little off the cuff. Yeah. Like go watch like Hank Green's videos on TikTok and he's just like it's pretty like casual. It's in your and I can in just talking to you like this, you're you're like you said, you're good at having conversations with people, you're good at talking to people. And you keep it casual, like that's what TikTok, like you'll you'll you would do do well on there. And some people do like stuff that's more like produced, and they use like a D like a DLR camera, DSLR, oh, the DSLR, yeah, yeah, like a DSLR camera, and make it look all nice and stuff like that. And that's cool. Um, but I think like lean into what you do. So if you don't want to have tons of editing in your videos, then don't do a two minute comic or like do like a like a thirty second comic review. Hmm. Where you have like, you know how to op- do like a little overlay of like the comic art, like green screen it behind you. It, it'd be super easy or do like a voiceover kind of thing. Like, I think you would, I think it would be great. You know, it's just a matter of like hours in the day. Like, and then. Yeah, that's what kills me, man. Like is the, the fucking, I get a lot of really good ideas. And then after my day job gets done, I'm like, eh, fuck that. Let's just, yeah, uh, let's, totally. let's, sit, let's zone out and chill like that. And, it, and it's a bummer. And, but I mean, you, I, I have to have the day job to pay for all this stuff like you know i a lot of you guys are very generous and and give me review copies and stuff that i get to read beforehand but um you know like comics don't pay for themselves and like you know Streamyard doesn't pay for itself and Mm. you know all you know like the audio equipment is bought like that at least i don't have to worry about that but yeah it's that's that's my bummer and that's that's what i'm trying to get better at too is you know like a lot of people like my written reviews and i haven't had a lot of energy and momentum to to like it's rare like i just like I want to do more, but I only, there's like only so much Blake to go around, I guess is a good, <laughs> a good way to say it. Um, totally. Yeah. If I, if I just like, yeah, that's, that's the one thing that kills me is it like, I would love to be, you know, I, if I didn't have a day job, I would take over the internet. I feel like, cause I, for, for, for doing this a year and, and for starting, like not knowing what the fuck I was doing, like, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place for a year, you know? And I like, 
you know, I, my podcast numbers are going up. I'm building, the, you know, my audience is, is getting bigger, um, you know, I'll, like, you know, every, every month. And it's like good things are happening, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. That's, that's where I struggle with. And that's, that's what it doesn't aggravate me, but that's where like I, a lot of respect and jealousy, like when I talk to some of you guys and you're like, you're like, well, I'm married and I'm in this relationship and I play these, I play these instruments and I have a life and I teach and I also like draw and paint and letter. Oh, let, amazing let, let me just, let me just clear something up. I, I don't have a, a, like a life. <laughs> like I like, you know, like my best friend like moved out of Rochester and it's like, I have like probably like, three friends that live here and i see them like twice a year you know so like um i am a little bit of a shut-in i mean this mm. is like it, besides all of the tragedy and death like covid was great for me you know yeah like, no i i thought the same i i used to be a bouncer in a bar man like mm. i i used to have to do like and i partied a lot i had i had fun it was it mm. was seven years that is now like a blur right and, and luckily i don't luckily i got out of it because i was being fucking stupid and uh, something bad was either i was gonna like get out of it or something bad was gonna happen right sure. and so like uh and then i got into the office life after that and i was like i enjoyed the quiet and then oh let's work from home for two years and i was like i was like i get to hang out with my dogs and just read comics all day and then yeah. i started doing this and this is where like the social lie comes right. in right because this right. is like this is friday night man this is like exciting to me like i'm getting to i'm getting to talk to this creator that i respect and i'm having fun doing this and it's like a very very similar to like having drinks at a bar with with someone and 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 chatting you know and and even though like we're not sitting next to each other it 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 kind of like sure it, it fills it that cures that itch yeah for me, yeah right? yeah yeah I totally get it man I totally get that but yeah so it but yeah and and now like I I I negotiated with my job and like I, I'm like fully remote now and I'm like mm. I man I, I like I like to cook I like to read yeah. and I like to nerd out online it's like i can do all these things in the safety of my own home and my yeah. my sister and her fiance and my uh, my my friend and his uh, my my married couple friends like they we hang out on sundays a lot and cook dinner That's we all great. are pretty careful you know, we still mask up still no, no one's no one's going to big concerts really it's like we're all still kind of scared of that shit right. so like we can still hang out with our small social circle and and feels and be safe basically that's great um so yeah it's i i i very much it, it felt very weird to like when everybody was like oh i'm like going through all this stuff and i'm like i kind of like this i like this i like working from home yeah. i like the quiet i like you know and but yeah. you know yeah so. yeah 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 i mean uh I, look I, I i mean i i i'm like uh you know like I think I'm a I'm a believer in TikTok in a lot of ways. Uh, they they still need to do a better job of paying their creators. You mm -hmm. know, like the the way the payment system works on TikTok kind of sucks uh, compared to like YouTube. Um, but but it's a much better platform for discovery. Okay. For finding new stuff. Uh, like I've been on Twitter for like 12 years, and you know, like I hustle on there. I post all the time, mm -hmm. and I you know have have the hardest time building like momentum on Twitter. Like ever like yeah. i post these cool commissions and it they peak out at like 95 likes and that's a cool like that makes me happy and then i see some other people get pulling like a thousand like a thousand likes and yeah I'm like man what am, what's the difference here what am i doing wrong and that's of course like really like like a toxic mindset you know that i have to like constantly like keep away like there's enough people out there for all of us to like i'm not 
competing with this person and it's not a reflection on me or whatever. Um, and I'm, and I've been on TikTok now for like two, two years and I have like 18 and a half thousand followers now. And it's like, Oh wow. And it's like, um, you know, and sometimes it's frustrating just like every social media where you have a lot of followers, but, and, and your stuff isn't delivered to all of them. You, you, it's, a, it's annoying, but, but overall it's been a much better, more friendly platform for like getting stuff delivered and like you said, the comics presence on TikTok is like getting better, but it's still like there's still a lot of like friendly demand for it on there. And I think that like again, I, I think that you you have like you're I think you would do well on there. So think about I'm it. A, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do the old fuck around and find out, give it, yeah. give it the old college try. I, I do the same thing. I and people remind me of this and and it and it but it gets hard for me sometimes because like you know, I, I'm, I have almost 4,000 followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 4,000 people definitely don't download my fucking podcast every week, right? right. 4,000 4, people definitely don't tune into my YouTube channel when I do the live show right. and have guests on there and we do the forum thing. And it's like, I wish they did, right? Because it would be, it'd be awesome. And then, and then I see other people getting like having more success and, and more exposure or like, you know, you know, getting bigger guests and stuff like yeah. that. And, and I, I, I have to, re- I have to reel myself in like a lot just because I get like, I get, I get jealous and, and then not only get jealous, I think like I'm not doing a good job. Mm. And like, and like someone reminded me the other day and they were like, they're like, you know, for a year, I feel like you're doing pretty good. Like yeah, you've done totally. this for a year and like, and, 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 but I just, you know, when, when you, when, when you get everything all at once. Right. And then, and then as, as like, a, just like you, like, like I'm a podcaster, I start interacting with other podcasters. You're an artist. You start interacting with other mm-hmm. artists and, and, you know, you see, like you mentioned, like I get 95 likes, they get thousands. Like, how does this happen? And so, yeah, I just, so it's real easy to spiral sometimes. And so like, oh, I gotta like, I gotta like, you know, reel that shit in and, and that gets, that gets tricky too. And so it's all like a learning, a yeah. weird learning experience. Right. And totally. at the end of the day, I just, like I said, I just love comic books and I'm just really stoked. I get to talk to cool people. Like hey man, <laughs> I'm, I'm just stoked that you like my new book. That makes me so happy. Oh dude. Uh, I, I, I don't like it. I fucking love it. I, there, <laughs> we have surpassed the like territory. Like we, we've, we've hopped right over that that this this frog hopped right over that lily pad and, and onto the love log man like it's, <laughs> it's i'm like i might have to cut that out <laughs> but no the, love, so the love log i love the love log it's good but yeah it, it just like i said man i was um i went from being nervous to like how am i going to cover this am i gonna you know am, am i am i gonna be able to attach myself to the narrative if i'm not like a music person to like like I'm not, I'm not a music person, but I'm a person and I'm a person with like goals and dreams and fears. And, and you remind us uh, all that in, in this, you, you remind us, I love, okay. I'm tripping over myself. I love narratives that remind us how to be human, mm. which you think, you think that that's like, it's not a thing. Like I wake up and go to sleep every day, a human, like how, why do I need to be reminded of this? And it's like, like, no, we do. You, we need to be reminded that it's okay to feel, that it's okay to fail, that it's okay, you know, to try and try again. Um, you yeah. know, that it's okay to, to sacrifice bits of ourselves for people we care about, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you yeah. know, like we, because we do forget that. Uh, and sure. and your inner inner the blue does that in, in a really 
magical way. Like I just, I, I really hope people listen to this and buy your book. I, I, I hope people that don't listen to this still buy your book and hey. like, cause it, it, it's so, it's so, it's so cool, man. And, and like I said, the, when we enter the blue, the the splash pages you do are so wonderful, and oh, these thanks, characters, man. like every, like the characters, are so full of life. Uh, and when and when they get together and play music, um, you know, I love like I love how the as the scenes progress, like more and more people, right, go to the flower shop to like watch these. <laughs> I just it's all these little elements, man. It's just there's a, there's so much heart in there, and and like I said, it's it's impossible if you're a person with feelings, you know, like it, you can't. I, I, I challenge someone to like read that book and a like not just consume it like a delicious sandwich in like one sitting right because you can't you can't stop like once the music once the music plays you're there right you're there till that record needle goes silent and and, and like hits the last groove and so like all it, it's just so good and and I it, it blew me away man and and like I mentioned I made the joke about Machine Gun Kelly earlier but like I am definitely gonna pay more attention to to z2 comics because of you like they are they're putting out legit stuff oh yeah and and they're worth they're worth like paying attention to and and keeping track of and and keep and having that on on their radar because if if they're willing to like let you do narratives and encourage narratives like this even like they kind of pushed you into this a little bit like I totally respect that as, as a publisher and they take care of their, their talent. It sounds like, so that's also good. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Well, uh, Dave, I, I've, I kept you for almost an hour and a half. Uh, you were so easy to talk to. I, I appreciate you. Um, I, I know this, I know that this, we've got rescheduled a couple of times. I appreciate you putting up with, with me and, and my, my chaos. And, and uh, this was so wonderful. Uh, the polite podcast host that I am, this is the part where I ask you to uh, tell, I've, you obviously mentioned you got a healthy TikTok following. So like where, <laughs> hit, hit us up with your socials. Let us know okay. where to find you and keep track of you, where we can buy your stuff, like all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. Socials, Twitter is my last name, then my first name, Chisholm Dave. TikTok is Dave Chisholm Comics. Uh, Instagram is the Dave Chisholm. Um, and I mean, I'm also on Facebook, I guess, but you know, whatever. Uh, and then I have a website, davechismusic.com. Um, and um, yeah, and you know, if anyone wants to reach out, feel feel free. I'm, I'm, I'll I'll delete your email. <laughs> no, okay, I'll answer your email. <laughs> And, and and all any any great sci-fi writers out there uh you know it, it hit Dave, he's he's itching he's itching to get back out in the cosmos it sounds like so if you like you know just, just flood him with pitches every, every no i'm just don't, don't do that but like <laughs> yeah that's right just send them and i'll delete them no i'm just kidding <laughs> no uh no it's a uh, yeah I, I mean i i i'm always with it that's the thing about being a, like a freelancer i guess right we're all in this freelance and you just kind of have to build the bridge as you're driving on it all the time and, uh, you know, right now my bridge is about, I would say like a year and a half long for like comic projects that I'm working on right now mm-hmm. that I have like in the chamber or whatever kind of weird term we want to use for it. And, um, so it's, it's, t- it's, it's time to network a little bit, maybe start, start looking for like something down the road. Yeah. Keep, keep yeah. the, keep the cards up your sleeve. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Hey man, I, I I want that to happen. I want more Dave. I want more Dave comics, man. I also, but I I know it's I know it's probably a lot of work too. But like you're a fucking real solid writer too. So like I I kind of I like I like this solo Dave stuff, man. Like it's I don't think 
a lot of people can do that. And you, I mentioned earlier, like your art blows me away. The story and characters blew me away. The dialogue is great. The prose is great. Your lettering is real fucking good and pleasant to read too. Like that enter the blue has nothing bad about it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's it's, it's, it's a really just wonderful comic book experience from, from cover to cover. You can um, even say that there's no bad guy in the book. <laughs> that is true. It's, it's, a, bunch it's of, uh, just a bunch of nice people. Yeah, nice nice people <laughs> and, and fucking blueberry pancakes, baby. That's it. That's what more Living the dream, want. man. Living the dream. <laughs> uh yeah, man. Yeah. I I uh I gotta tell you that the I think at a certain point I just that was all born out of like playing in bands and then just like hating collaborating with people who weren't as committed as mm. i was about stuff and this isn't like anybody in, in particular and this is not anybody recent this is like ages ago and then i was like i can just make comics and just do all of everything myself and then that kind of just kept going and i i i i really enjoy like every, every aspect of it is a total joy to do so uh i i love the solo book stuff too that's really where um like where i'm the most like the happiest is when i'm doing that and my in the in the next book that i'm working on that I'm working on right now is another solo book, uh, but I can't. That's all I can say about it is that it's um, the contract is signed. It's it's uh, you know it's in the it's in progress. I suppose is what you say. <laughs> I I know I I know the drill. I always give you guys shit though because it's I'm like every interview I do like uh, like you know when we're like wrapping up like any anything like I'm always like you know anything you guys want to shout out like well I got this thing but I can't talk about it yet and I'm like ah yeah again. <laughs> I mean, look if it if it was was like a creator owned thing i wouldn't really give a shit about like saying yes i'm working on this thing it's a cool story about this and that but this is a, this is another kind of like a property like a licensed property like oh that's blue, exciting though know? that's so, cool um so yeah man super exciting uh and yeah thanks for having me on i really appreciate it good conversation. no like yeah it was all I, I had a blast talking with you and i seriously i i wish you all the success uh you seem to be like a really good dude uh and, and you, you for me like and from my point of view you deserve it and i cannot praise enter the blue enough and i'll i'll keep reminding people about it and i'll tell them about it and I just I want more people to read it. Like we need more comic books like this. We need oh thanks, Blake. We need we need more. You know, like in in the moment. You know, rem- like I said, like very human, very real, very emotional. I love that shit. And I'm so happy with this book. I'm gr- I'm glad you liked it. It it helps you know affirm that what I think like that I'm not deluding myself that this book is really good. No, it's it's um, it's ma- it's magic, dude. It's it's um. It's a it's a topic people like I said like the the people may not be ready or not not that they're not ready for but I you know like I don't know I I don't I don't know how I'm not a, I'm not a good person like I can hype stuff up and get people to you know like recommend mm-hmm. things and be like I love this like you should too and I have an audience that sometimes listens to me um but like I'm not I don't know I'm not a marketing guru like I don't I don't know like what sells and what doesn't and I just know what I like yeah and I I know yeah. I read. I know I read a lot of comic books all the time. The way I see it, man, out a big the, way I, the way I see it is that like if I can if 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 I can just get enough people who are like this is really good, this is really good, this is really good. At a certain point, like people are going to be like see it at the store and be like, "Well, I heard this is really good." Yeah, <laughs> like that's how word of mouth works, I guess. Yeah. So. 
Anyway, Blake, I got a split, man. I got to have a bowl of cereal, uh, but it's good chatting with you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Buzz, buzz, babies. I've got a big buzzing announcement for you. There's now a Blake's Buzz Patreon. If you love the show, the live streams, the reviews, then you can help support it. For just three bucks a month, you can help me chase a fucking dream. If you want to pay a little extra, I've got some dope content you can be a part of as well. At $4 a month, you'll have access to my upcoming newsletter, The Hive Mind. I'm going to talk comics, podcasting, food, dogs, and some cool behind-the-scenes action for Blake's Buzz. For $5 a month, you'll gain access to an exclusive Patreon podcast, The Honeypot, The Sweet Spot, for nerd news. It'll drop twice a month. I'll be talking about new indies worth pre-ordering, live Kickstarters worth backing, and sexy collected editions to keep your shelf selfies looking spicy. I've already got a handful of subscribers, and I can't thank you all enough for being so incredibly generous and awesome. Also, make sure to subscribe to The Buzz Stack. Sometimes when I love a comic so goddamn much, I gotta write about its awesomeness, and it's free! You can head over to blakesbuzz.com to check it out right now. While you're out there absorbing all my awesome content, you might as well head over to the Blake's Buzz YouTube channel and subscribe. I do live shows almost every week, and it's a great place to find indie comics to enjoy. Finally, make sure to follow me. There's the Blake's Buzz page on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at at Blake's Buzz. Whether you subscribe to the Patreon, the YouTube channel, or just listen to the podcast sometimes, none of this would be possible without all of you awesome people. So remember, love more, hate less, and read comics. I'll see you on the internets, baby.